Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Happy Monday morning, everybody. This is your Daily Draft Report, daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus Canton. Tonight's prospect, Mr. Romeo Dub. Wide receiver from Nevada, senior, six foot two, two hundred pounds, and I'm super excited to bring on my guest, Devin Jackson. Devin, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, excited to be on here and, and talk with you uh, about Romeo Doves, and, and you know, just talk uh, 2022 NFL draft prospects. Um, you know, it's it's always a good time, especially uh, you know the combine is coming up, and uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, discussion over the next few months of especially with this receiver class on, on how you rank it. Cause you know, it's, it's basically based on your flavor and, and what type of receiver uh, that you're looking for in your offense. But there's so many good valuable ones. That it seems like every year we're getting a better and better receiving group. Right. Oh, there's a lot this year. Like, like you said, any, anyone you want, you can get. So, um, and I've noticed the work you've been doing. So I, I was really impressed and happy to bring you on. So we'll look real quick here at, at his Recruiting profile, he was a three-star guy, 1,296th ranked prospect in the class of 2018 from Thomas Jefferson High School, Los Angeles, California. Didn't get too many offers. Uh, Nevada, New Mexico, New Mexico State, Rutgers, San Diego State. It's mostly out west there. And ended up staying and playing in Nevada. And he's had a pretty darn good career. Um, he has been, last couple seasons, he's been Carson Strong's go-to guy. His junior season, he had 1,000 yards receiving for nine touchdowns. Last year, he had 1,100 and 11 touchdowns. So very, very good statistics there for Dubs in Nevada. All right, we'll dive right into the meat and potatoes. Devin, what traits and attributes does Dubs possess that will make him successful in the NFL? First thing is off the bat when you watch his film is he can stretch the field vertically. Uh, That's the first thing that kind of stands out is he – clearly is the the deep threat in the Mountain West. Like the the thing that he kept, and I'm sure defense coordinators in the Mountain West kept him up at night is not allowing him to get behind the the coverage because once he is able to stack, uh, get a clean release and, and gets vertical, it's very tough for teams to uh, match him man to man and, and be able to, to guard him down the field. So that was the first thing that stood out to me was uh, he, he's a true natural uh, in the air type of separator where like, you know, his route running is exactly uh, technical. It, it isn't quite there in terms of uh, being like a, a, you know, a top 50 uh, and for some people on their boards, top a hundred receiver. But what he does do well is, is stretch the field vertically. And, you know, the, the thing that uh, obviously is, is going to lure uh, teams with that is that not only that ability, but, you know, at 6'2", uh, you know, when the ball is in the air, he, he can go up and get it as well. He's not just oh, a, a vertical threat that, that just lets the ball comes in his hands multiple times a season. Uh, he went up over uh, one or two defenders and was able to catch the ball in the air and, and show some of that vertical ability as well. So uh, when you look at him, he, he's, uh, you know, can definitely put on some more size in, in terms of weight, but in terms of just the, the ability to, uh, you know, get down the field and, and run post routes, run the go route. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything uh, on the vertical plane. So that that's uh, the first thing that stands out about Dubs. Right. Yeah, I noticed the same things. I, I noticed, like he said, the route running wasn't the greatest, but he excelled at finding spots and zones and like working the middle of the field. They played him out of the slot occasionally, 
And I don't know how many catches I saw where he just he knew right where he needed to be, and Carson could just throw that ball in the general area, and Dubs would come down with it. Yeah, he has incredibly strong hands. Like he would just pluck it right out of the air, and and like you mentioned, the deep ball, he goes either shoulder. He doesn't break stride. I mean, he's great at, at tracking the ball and catching the ball over his shoulder. Like you said, he's not. He doesn't have the separation at the line, but he definitely gets it as he goes down the field. Um, let me see what other things I notice here. Just he seems very versatile. Like he can do just about everything, especially at that size, uh, six foot two hundred. Kind of lets him play outside, inside, moving all over. So, is there anything else you really liked about him? Or yeah, the, yeah, I like that the inside out uh, ability that he can do. Um, and like you said, uh, I would like his ability to to find the zones, uh, especially on those. Uh, you know, those crossing routes, you know, that the air raid offense that Nevada ran uh, was, was predicated wow. on a lot of mesh style plays. So you saw him and Cole Turner, uh, they both ran mesh quite a bit. They uh, find those, uh, you know, zones on, on dig routes as well and, and being able to, uh, you know, trust that Carson Strong is going to find them. I mean, pretty much uh, any time that they needed a uh, go-to pass for him. Uh, you know, he will, he will come up with it. You know, Carson Strong was always looking his way. So uh, he, he definitely developed a really good relationship with Carson Strong. And I think his best route outside vertical route may be the deep out because he's able to use that mm-hmm. speed uh, to threaten uh, defensive backs uh, leverage and, and force them to flip their hips. And uh, he, he ran uh, that deep out quite a bit, uh, especially down the stretch of the season uh, as Carson Strong was kind of battling uh, his knee injury. You could always count on uh, Doves being able to run that deep out uh, and, and catch the ball cleanly and whatnot. So uh, that that's definitely what stood out to me. Probably, his, like I said, his best route uh, that's not a vertical route is, is his deep out. Right. Yeah, that was, that was definitely one. He doesn't have elite speed, but he's got that speed where he plays faster. And he n- never saw him got caught from behind. <laughs> I had trouble wording that. Like, I never seen him get caught from behind. Like, he's definitely got enough speed. But I don't think he has like that burner speed, but it's it's enough, you know, so I don't know. And he, after he has the ball, he is inc- I like I thought he was really shifty and he has that kind of a longer stride where he kind of covers some ground quick. So it's yeah, he's really good with the after the catch as well. So so what did you see as far as weaknesses, Devin? Is there anything you didn't like or? Yeah, the, the first thing that and I mentioned in uh, kind of my opening statement was was just the route running uh, because. There's potential there. You know, he he's able to threaten uh, defensive backs leverage and, and be able to, to really put pressure on them. But I, I just didn't like, you know, the, the cleanness coming out of the route, coming out of his route sometimes. Sometimes he, he didn't sink his hips low enough to, uh, you know, continue to, to gather his momentum and, and get out of that break cleanly. There were just too many times I felt like he kind of rounded off his routes as well, where, you know, he didn't necessarily get the ball or, or it just wasn't designed for him. And then you didn't see that sharpness and crispness you would like to see in, in the route runner as well. And, and part of that was scheme related to, obviously he's a deep threat right, and, right. and teams are, are worried about that. Uh, so I, I'm not going to, you know, ding him too much on that because I, I do think there is, uh, you know, a baseline to work with. And he certainly got better as a route runner from 2020 to 2021. I will give him credit for that. Uh, he definitely uh, expanded his, his route tree a little bit. And as you mentioned, uh, him working in the slot, he did that a lot more this year, too, uh, compared to other years where he was just mainly an X or Z receiver. That, that was the first thing that stood out to me. Another is obviously is the drops. Uh, he yeah. got better as well in drops in 2021 compared to 2020, but there were still some crucial jobs, drops and some big moments 
where he got behind the defense. He he was all alone and, and he just dropped the football. And, you know, the, the drops are, are kind of hard to quantify when you're scouting because, you know, are, are they concentration drops? Are they just his, his technique when catching the ball over his shoulder? Is that bad? Or, or you, right. you're trying to diagnose what is the cause of these drops. And I think more than anything, it's it's got to be concentration related because, you know, it's, he's, he's able to catch some of the, the tougher passes thrown his way. And, and just those wide open, you know, got to have those, those type of plays, especially in NFL where the margin of error is very slim. He just cannot be, uh, you know, counted on to – well, he has to be counted on to be able to make those type catches. So that was one uh, another thing that stood out to me. And then uh, the final thing uh, that I think he's going to obviously have to work on as well is his, his release package because, you know, uh, he didn't he didn't see a lot of press in – in college because of that speed and, and able to get behind defense, but down the senior bowl, especially he was struggling getting off, getting off the line of scrimmage against press coverage. And you're going to be going to have to be able to do that because if teams find that out, they're going to attack that and continue to do that. Oh, yeah. So I want to see him, <laughs> I want to yeah. see him definitely get better in terms of mixing up his releases, not just, just not, just not with speed releases, not just with quick shake at the line, but, really uh, using like right route timing and, and using uh, pace during his routes as well to, to kind of keep his defenders oh, yeah. off balance. So I think while he's like, you know, a very gifted and, and very talented receiver, I do think because of that air rate offense and it's predicated on getting open quick, you know, getting those quick hitters as well as obviously taking it over the, the top shots as well. I don't think, it was more much of an emphasis in, in focusing on, in on that because team, they throw so much that teams just don't have the time to press them. But, but I think he's certainly, uh, you know, has the body of work and has the size to, to improve, but it's just about how fast he can do it. And, and can he be counted on uh, to, to catch the ball in, in tight situations? Right. Yeah, those are the exact things Things I noticed. The concentration, the drops, I almost felt like he let it get into his chest too much, which is with his strong hands, you don't want to see that. You want to see him use his hands. And as far as his route running, he just, he kind of rounds off things. He's, he, he plays more fluid when he needs to learn to be a little more sudden. You know, like he said, he doesn't have, that may just not be his, his style. You know, he may not ever have that sudden cut ability that some guys have like Garrett Wilson and, Things like that. So it just may be something that and then, and then obviously the level of competition is always a big thing because he never he didn't face any good corners in the Mountain West. So that'll always be a question. As far as the mock draft database, I think pretty, I didn't even look him up. I figure pretty much everybody has him going on day three. Is that is there is that where you think he'll be going? And where would you is there any teams you'd like to see him on or? Yeah, so I think he, he would definitely be a, a really good selection early on day three. So. You know, uh, I gave him a, a fourth round grade over the summer, and I think it's about the same now. Uh, and and it's not no, not so much that he doesn't stack up and could go in round three. I think if he tests extremely well at the combine, you know, a team will be really interested in what he brings because he he brings a very specific role uh, as a field stretcher. So, you know, I, I think there's a market for him. Uh, you know, mid round three to to early round four. Uh, in terms of his value because of his we know what his trump card is you know as opposed to other receivers that may get dinged because you know they don't test as well or 
what do they do well? They just do a lot of things well. But he, he does, uh, you know, catch the ball vertically extremely well. So there's definitely a market from. In terms of uh, a team that, that I would like to see him on, uh, I mean, I would love to see the Lions select him, to be honest, because they don't have that true field uh, field spacer right now. You know, they, they have a lot of, like, talented guys, and I'm sure they're going to try and go after guys in free agency too. But, uh, you know, we have Quintus Cephas um, and as well as uh, Amonra St. Brown, those guys are, are both very talented players, but but they do need some space to operate, especially Amon Ra, you know, is in a slot as well. So I would love to see him on the Lions as kind of that field stretcher. Uh, you get him in, in round, maybe late round three or early round four and, and get value out of that. And, and maybe, you know, by the time training camp and, and you know, preseason starts, you may have something with him. Uh, but the Lions is the first one that sticks out in my mind. Um, trying to think of some other other places he could land that that needs a field stretcher. I mean, the Saints need a field stretcher as well. Right. Not someone kind of with that high weight size. I know they have Deontay Harris, but uh, someone to to play off of kind of Michael Thomas and, and what he's able to do. I think those will be uh, a nice field stretcher in that that system as well. And and maybe even the Cleveland Browns in in round four, round five. Uh, right. And add him. I, I know they're uh, maybe thinking about taking uh, Garrett Wilson or, or uh, Traylon Burks or, or a player like that in round one. But if you don't get that type of guy, maybe you bring in Dubs in on day three and, and allow him be that true field field uh, spacer as well, uh, and allow uh, you know those other guys in, in in the receiving room to work. So I think those are three teams that kind of stick out in my mind, especially the Browns. I think the Browns may be the best fit for him. Yeah, I'm going to cheat and say whichever team takes Carson Strong. Yeah, they, they clearly have a uh, special connection. I yeah, mean, even now at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, the Senior Bowl. Yeah, they, they were on. They're on. They're on the same page. It's definitely different. He he kind of was lost most of the week, except when Carson was on the field. It seemed like so. And then as far as in rookie drafts, where would you take him? Is like 12 team superflex tight end premium. You going to target Dubs probably the same spot, like third fourth round or. Um, maybe the, the fifth or sixth round, I think, uh, just because I, I do think I worry about how fast is he going to get on the field? You know, how, how is he going to be able to handle press? And I think that's going to be a, a big part. And I think if he does get to play early, he's going to be like on a limited snap count, like a special formation where they want to take a shot, um, and, and, you know, kind of utilize his, his speed down the field. But I'd say probably sixth or seventh round, uh, just based on, you know, how is he going to translate quickly to the NFL? Like, is he going to be able to, to learn how to be press and uh, get open quickly and, and be a, a, a player that you could depend on and not drop the football? So I think uh, about right. six or seven round would, would be where I would go with him. And and I honestly, I don't think he's going to do well at the Combine. I, I think he'll do okay. I just don't think he's going to blow us away with any, like his speed isn't top speed. His agility isn't, you know, I, I don't think, and he might do really well at like the, high jump or whatever you call it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the trying. vertical jump. Yeah, the vertical jump. There you go. But I don't think he's going to do, like, amazing at the combine where everybody's going to come away from it going, oh, my God, look at that guy. So I think he'll do all right. But I think we already know what we got in him. Yeah, right. I think he's one of those players that, uh, you know, you really don't need testing from him because I feel like he's probably going to run maybe a high 4-4, four, four, low 4-5, four, and be right. you know a decent change of direction, but he's not going to be an elite athlete. Like you know, he, he, I think he plays at a much faster speed than he's probably going to run. 
Right. And, I agree. You know, I, I just think with with his ability, you know, skill set, size, I think, you know, whether or not he he's this, you know, would be insane to think he will run like a four three or something like that because it's just not in no, in his no. caliber to run that. But I do think you know I, I could see him impressing a team with just you know how quickly he's in and out of his uh, his routes, and and we'll see if if the extra time you know training wise and you know looking back at the senior role film if if he's able to uh, continue to grow. But but I definitely see probably early day three in, in his future. Well, thank you very much, Devin. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and find your work? Yeah, so you can follow uh, follow me on Twitter at reald underscore Jackson, uh, right for Blue Chip Scouting, and you can find my scouting reports and, and other feature articles, uh, as well as risingdraft.com. I do some feature articles over there as well, so you can find me over there. Nice. Both those guys are two of my favorite sites. I, I love the Blue Chip guys and also Rise and Draft, so very cool, man. Good to have you on. You can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. this podcast, Daily Draft, RPRT, uh, my work at Campus to Canton, and the Dynasty Nerds. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.